it is hot where I am. It's like 15 degrees hotter than it needs to be, than it should be. It's been warm here unseasonably. Well, I guess, yeah, because last <laughs> winter we had a really cold. It almost feels like springtime. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's very disconcerting because <laughs> they don't have air conditioning. Okay. What does that mean for the summer? <laughs> What's the temperature outside? 57? It's 74 here. Yeah. I mean, it's actually, I had on short sleeves yesterday. <sighs> <laughs> But hopefully it's not a bad summer. We had a, I think, was it two summers ago? It was really bad. I died twice. I think I'm going to get this, like, film that you can put on windows to prevent some of the sun from coming in. I'm going to try and see if I can do that to cool cool it off in here. I guess it's worth a shot. I mean, it's like, I I don't want to waste the money, but if it ends up making it more bearable, then it will be worth it. Just going to suffer in the summer really bad. Uh, just trying to keep him clueless. <laughs> we talked about your feedback or intro to X. They told me to say hi. Yeah. And that you're wrong. Absolutely. <laughs> 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 listen to what they mean. Oh, I figured that they wouldn't like it because they don't like things, you know. But I look for positives and stuff because I'm a positive person. No, it was just about one. You just said what? you're wrong about. What? What was that? Um, something to do with the prank. The prank. Yeah, that little... Oh, like I didn't understand something about the... Yeah, yeah that figures. I mean, I I miss details of things sometimes. So, <laughs> And I was paying pretty close attention, but that whole part like confused me. So, which I think I told, I admitted to in the feedback. Like I didn't quite understand any of what was happening. Yeah. Um, all right. We, uh, we are Spartacast. <laughs> we are. Yep. Yes, indeed. It's like... <laughs> There's like some, I'm sitting next to like a pile of dirty clothes. Decide if I want to gorgeous. Anyway, <laughs> gym clothes. Oh, I see. <laughs> okay, anyway, so yes, this is season two of Spartacus, or the third season that they produce, Vengeance. Can't, I think we should call it season three. Okay, season three. I saw I, I saw on Netflix that they don't say season two anymore. They just have all the names listed out. Mm. This is the first time I actually watched the show on Netflix because I was watching them on Amazon a bit. And I was trying to scroll up to go to the search button to find Spartacus. And they actually put a picture from, the, uh, from God's Arena in the background. Like, oh no, that's what I was about to start searching. It's crazy. I've got the Blu-rays. I do too. It was just easy. Yeah, the first time around. I only, wa- only need to watch it like once every two to three weeks to put the disc in. Yeah. It shouldn't be that that arduous. But I watch other stuff. I will say the bad thing about the Blu-rays is that I'm getting these extended cuts, which I think if I was a super fan of the show, I would like to have the extended cuts. But watching it for the first time, I have a feeling they're just padding it with extra stuff that doesn't really add much value to it, except to inflate the running time. Because I, I tell you, the, this first episode felt really slow to me in parts. And I don't know if that's because... Of like, I don't know how much they put in the extended cuts. Like, is it a couple minutes? Is it just thirty seconds? Like, I I don't know the difference, but uh, I wish I had the option of just watching a regular version. Yeah, this is um, maybe the first time I didn't get a chance to watch rewatch the second ep- watch watch the episode a second time, listen to the commentary and everything. Do that next time. Well, that's your job I is know. to listen to the commentaries. I had a cry. I had a. Meaning I put it all to last night watching it. I watched these a week ago, so my memory of the episodes will be a little fuzzy, though I think I took I think I took decent notes. 
So I usually take notes on my second notes. I'm just <laughs> here. I failed because I didn't want to spend three hours watching TV and taking notes last night. I get that. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> the, these podcasts are time consuming. You got to watch the thing, talk about the thing and edit the thing and the publish the thing. about the thing is the fun part. It's everything yes. else that's not. I would agree with that. Yeah, definitely. And I just agree to be on another podcast. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Slowly retiring. So what about your fun facts, Matt? <laughs> what you got? Fun, fun facts. Well, what do you? What would you predict that I would go to to do a fun fact this time? What do you think? Um, the slave wars, maybe. Slave wars are the war that. Yeah, the this, like this conflict between the revolt Spartacus. here. Yeah, the revolt. That's what Th- that is not a bad guess. That I probably should have done that, but nope. Maybe it's too um, for that. Yeah, maybe we need a little more content. I don't want to spoil myself. History spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Uh. Let's talk about prostitutes, shall we? Okay, yeah. Well, not not surprisingly, that prostitution in Roman times uh, more acceptable than now. Also, not surprising that there were different castes of of prostitutes. There were rich, high end escorts. Then there were your just your streetwalkers. Then those that you could hire to do like less overtly sexual things, but maybe like bake for you. Or we talked about this before. A, attend funerals for money so that they can boost the number of mourners. I, I believe we talked about that. It, it's not that uh, uncommon like, uh, like today, you know, we have, we have, you know, your, your traditional hooker and then we have high end call girls, you know, like, yeah. so not, not that different. Um, people that'll come in your house in their underwear, all sorts of, all sorts of people things. Who... People who will, will, will watch you bathe. <laughs> <laughs> and they pay people to like crowds yeah, seat fillers i don't think let's not equate seat fillers and stand-ins with uh prostitutes or did you say like go to a party well they do pay people now i guess to look pretty at a party right yeah that that would be like the very low end of the the prostitution scale like booth babes uh <laughs> because it's it's flaunting sexuality you're just not having sex yeah so i mean it's it skews that direction but it doesn't go very far in that direction i i would say um in in roman times the whores would work in brothels but they would also just follow like supply trains and army battalions and things they would go with the the army so that they can well, a lot of these uh, prostitutes were slaves, but some were just poor people. Uh, I've got some trivia about a brothel in in Pompeii, which is considered to be w- the site of the world's oldest brothels, and they have been restored. So if you ever go to Pompeii, you can check them out. I don't think they are functioning as brothels. I believe they're just uh, historical landmarks. <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, maybe go and find out. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to read uh, from this article. I trimmed it down. Those who worked the streets of Pompeii and served clients in the brothels lived hard lives, yet many of the murals that survived depict the women as erotic and exotic. Murals from brothels and buildings that served as brothels, such as inns, lunch counters, and taverns, show fair-skinned women naked except for the occasional breastband with stylized hair in a variety of sexual positions with young, tanned, athletic men. The figures sport on beds that are 
sometimes ornate and festooned with decorative quilts. In buildings identified as brothels, the murals may have been intended to arouse clients. They may have also functioned as pictorial menus, or even served as instruction manuals for inexperienced customers. In buildings identified as private residences, the scenes were most likely decorative, but designed perhaps for titillation. <laughs> the preservation of graffiti in the walls of Pompeii's buildings also include histori- also provides historians with details of the sex trade. Most of it is extremely graphic. It includes information on specific services and prices, clients' appraisals of certain women and their abilities, lack thereof, and sexual advice. Some gra- t- graffiti is straight to the point, thrust slowly. Others are advertisements or a list of prices for various services. Graffiti also attests to male sex workers in Pompeii. As with the writings concerning women, this graffiti lists specific services offered and sometimes prices. As freeborn women were not permitted to have intercourse with anyone but their husbands, the clients who accessed male sex workers were almost exclusively men. The sexual mores of ancient Rome catered for male-to-male sexual encounters if certain protocols were maintained. For example, a citizen could not be penetrated. Sorry, guys. If you wanted to be penetrated, that's not... Citizens are not on the receiving end. They're, they're only giving. Okay. They're only giving. And then my only other article that I found is that uh, in Hambledon, Buckinghamshire, which is like the most English name I've ever heard, uh, was a farmer's field that uh, yielded the grisly discovery of a mass grave containing the remains of 97 babies. And historians, archaeologists believe that the 97 babies were the babies of Roman prostitutes. They didn't have contraception back then. So when a Roman prostitute was pregnant, she carried the baby, then she murdered it. <laughs> wow. Yep. And they determined this because if they were if they were different ages, they would probably have died of natural causes. But because they were basically all the same age, they were just murdered. Yeah. So... You gotta do what you gotta do. Imagining like a listing. Maybe they do have that in places where it's it's ridiculous, I think. To murder children? No, I was expecting prostitution. Yeah, I knew what you meant. Thinking about like (laughs) Yelp, same brothel, brothel rates. Talk about this. Yeah, I don't know. That's, it's controversial. Um, As long as it's consensual. If it's consensual, if it's safe, and obviously in some places you would tax that as a service. They taxed it in ancient Rome. So they figure people are going to do it. You might as well make money off of it. Yeah, like brought lots of money into the, any kind of... It's funny because when um, Bates Motel started, there was this whole subplot about weed and weed, weed farms. Did you watch Bates Motel? I watched it like the first half of season two. I think I do. It's a really tedious, boring subplot. But it was funny because it took place in Oregon. And, and it was all about like, oh... The, the town has this dark secret of, of growing marijuana and it's the drug trade, and it had to be marijuana because it's the, it's so, like it's so tame, really, in terms yeah. of the drugs they could have been they could have been making meth or something, but instead it was, it was marijuana, which seems pretty pedestrian. And uh, by the time the show ended, it was legal. So, <laughs> all right. So the first episode is Fugitivus. Is that really Latin? That sounds like fake Latin. No, I, I, I guess I just assumed it was Latin. <laughs> I didn't bother looking up the It verify. just sounds like fake Latin. <laughs> it's originally aired January 27, 2012, directed by Michael Hurst, written by Stephen Estenite. 
This is when I was getting ready to move to Oregon. So I know there was a point where I had to go back and caught up on some move like in February. Then had to wait a few, my cable hooked up here. Anyway, okay. Uh, written by <laughs> Stephen S. Tonight, of course. Directed by Michael Hurst. Eolus. Did I forget? <laughs> uh, yeah, Eolus. I kind of wish I had Chesterless. I like it when Terry's like a swell dude. I, I think everyone on, on this set has got to be a swell person. Considering how vulnerable you have to be to be pretty much naked the entire time, yeah. you can't. You don't have room for assholes on that set. Sign up for he referenced you down as. Uh, what does that mean? <laughs> I feel about that. Uh, <laughs> I have to respond to that text later. So yeah, so we're introduced to Liam McIntyre right off the bat. I don't know if you'd seen or now anywhere. I can't remember. No, haven't. Haven't seen him before. Haven't seen him since. Um, his voice is odd. It's very Different. dramatic and heavy. It's, just, I don't know, like there's not a lot of inflection. It's just kind of. It's so gravel. It's very gravelly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very, it feels very affected. Like he's really trying to sound dramatic. I don't, I'm not saying I don't like it, but it, it, it did distract me. It just didn't feel like his a natural voice. It's, um, yeah. He's definitely different. <laughs> I don't know, Spartak is angrier now, or he's out, or... Why would he be angrier that he's out? Or angrier now. Not that he's because he's out, but he's angrier now in the story than he was. I don't know why, he's just mad all the time. I He's having, obviously, like, leadership issues with um, Crixus. Well, actually, not Crixus. It's more of, like, the guys oh, under him. Yeah. Yeah, he's his leadership is being questioned. Uh, a lot of this episode is: Do we save other slaves? Well, these slaves can't fight, so what good are they? And Sp- Spartacus is saying, "Well, there's slaves there; they need our help, and we should help them because it's like the moral, ethical thing to do." Yeah. And the people under Crixus, they're saying, "Eh, not my problem." Well. Okay. <laughs> They're the kind of person who climbs up a ladder and then instead of reaching down or to help like the person below them, they put their foot on their face and say, like, get out of here. We got to see Globber again. I don't know why I liked him in this scene. <laughs> that was, that was really That's um, Craig Parker? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was absent for most of season one. Yeah, him. And all of the prequel. It's good to see him again. I thought he was. Well, this show needs a heavy because we don't have uh, Badiatis anymore. We saw Varro. I had kind of forgotten that she was, you know, <laughs> in the, mm-hmm. after they left. Mm-hmm. Her name is Aurelia. Aurelia. Yep. Uh, introduced to Sepia and the, her brother. Sepius. Sepius. Okay. So these, is this, is this the, the lead, uh, or not, not the lead, but is he one of the twins? Like the brother sister, is that who you're talking about? Yeah. They're kind of like not evil, but yeah, they're kind of they're bad in some way. Douchey. Yeah. I didn't get what they were about. I don't know. Oh, are you implying that they're gonna have sex at some point? I don't remember, but they seem like they're a little flurry flirty. And they are brother yeah, they're Mm. I hope you truncate silence for some of this because I'm trying to think of things to say. Yeah, like I have notes, but I'm kinda letting you steer the ship here. Because some of my notes are just like one little, like Lucy Lawless nipples. Like I don't, <laughs> that's not really a, a topic of conversation, but it is one of my notes. So 
I'm trying to <laughs> just to rewatch it. So Spartacus is causing trouble and Glauber doesn't want to go with him, but he's being sent to capulate care of Lithia's father's about, you know, her almost dying. Some <laughs> new guys. That, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. I, I have missed her. You missed her so much. <laughs> she's so evil. She's great. <laughs> yeah, she tries to get him to blow it off, but I don't like it. Don't be mean to him. Yeah, don't be mean to her, but she does seem like the kind of person who would like it rough. <laughs> she's pregnant, do we? Did we know that? That's what I was thinking, that we were pregnant. I didn't think so. Is Spartacus the father? Oh, because of when he was a golden god and... Hmm. I wonder, you think they would do that? Well, you've seen it before, but is she going to carry his child? I I had assumed that what is Lucretia was going to carry Crixus's child until she was stabbed in the stomach or what have you. But uh, that would be a good wrinkle uh, that Alithia is carrying the child of a slave r- rebel. Well, would she carry it to term? Would she love it? Would, um, what's his face, murder it? I don't think she would tell how there is. Hmm. It's Glover's nemesis <laughs> for season. Yeah. Huh. Well, that's a possible uh, plot. Yeah. yeah. I didn't thought of that. Okay. So, there's all this drama about all the slaves with the Gauls are causing trouble. Agron wants his dead brother. <sighs> so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> it was in the season one finale. <laughs> Nobody cares. That's forever ago. Get over it. We have. <laughs> um, I guess they're hanging out in the sewers. Yeah. They haven't found clothes. You think in all this pillaging and murdering, they could have picked up some clothes. Yeah. Put some pants on. Maybe they wouldn't have to work out so much if they found those <laughs> stage. And Chris's wants to find Nevia, which I had completely forgotten that she you know, sent away. Yes, I had forgotten that as well. Um... I th- I think I was confusing her with the Doctore's wife, who ends up dead. Yeah. Yeah. And just so it's not con- um, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. They did recast her. Uh, Nevia. Nevia. Okay. I'm glad they didn't lose Freckles. I don't know her name. Um, Arrow Mira. Yeah. Yeah. We talked many times about how pretty she is. So. <laughs> So I'm I'm glad she's uh she's stay she's still around and uh I mean things seem to be going pretty okay with their relationship. Even though he's still angry about his wife, I don't can't remember which episode that we were stressing that I'm like you didn't. Lose. I mean he lost everything, but he's like forgetting that he has her now. He's so focused on getting. Re- well, to her credit, she's not pressuring him. Yeah. She's allowing him to work through his trauma. And she's like, "Well, I'm. I'll be here when uh, when you're ready." At a certain point, she's gonna. If he doesn't get over it, she's gonna have to find somebody else. But it's it's pretty soon. Emotions are pretty are running pretty high, and uh, the the wound is still raw. So give him time. She seems to be giving him time. So yeah. I really like their relationship. But I'm ro- I'm rooting for him. <laughs> Do wish they would put some glows on. But <laughs> Does they get, the, where are they? What's the weather like? Captain. Oh, it seems hot. It seems like they're always sweating. <laughs> like what happens in the winter time? Well, the, didn't the pilot? Wasn't that in the winter? That's true. I, yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, but yeah. then there was the drought. That was a big focal point of season one is waiting for the rain. Remember, he now he's the bringer of rain or something? Yeah. Get so the, mm, I was going to say the sewer set is new. We don't see a lot of it, but they. It, I thought it was clever how they have reused the Ludus set. Like they, it's like they found a Ludus to ho- hide out in, and then uh, Alithia returns to the Ludus from season one. So they didn't leave that set; they go back to it. But then they also redress it for the other Ludus that they that the slaves liberate. So yeah. I just I thought like that's. I'm disappointed because I, I like uh, fancy sets and, and all that stuff. But like, obviously, they're saving money. Yeah. So they are. It's a clever way to re- reuse the budget. It reminds me a lot of a soap opera, which is we built this fancy coffee shop set. Get used to seeing it every episode for 20 years until we get a new set. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of Babylon 5. Like, oh, this person's office is set. Redecorate the mess hall. <laughs> redecorated as the captain. Uh, yeah, so yeah, they're hunting, they're trying to... So it's kind of interesting how Crixus is different now. He's actually, he and Spartacus respect for each other. Yeah, not a friendship, but a peace. I went into the show thinking that they were going to like they'd be bros. So I was actually surprised how antagonistic Crixus was towards Spartacus for the longest time. So this is a very gradual friendship, <laughs> if it ever turns into a friendship. <laughs> And they returned, Glauber and his people returned the house of Batiatum, Batiatus's. I wonder what happened to all the bodies that were there. Were they like cleaned out? Before? They were probably just all thrown off the cliff. By who? <laughs> <laughs> Lucretia. I guess she did it all by herself. <laughs> she did by herself. She didn't even know she was doing it. She's so like out of it. Should we talk about how she's back? She is. <laughs> it's her hair. So, just the what? Way she, the way she looks, how just out of it was so awesome. She's she's in shock. <laughs> <That's> um, <awesome. laughs> but but how yeah. did she survive her wound? Did she sew herself up, or did somebody do it for her? And if that person sewed her up, where did that person go? Maybe somebody you know to investigate what was happening. Hmm, it's very unusual. Yeah, she was. I mean, basically, they just wanted Lucy Lawless back for it. On the one hand, it feels like a cheat. On the other hand, I don't care because I love having her back. Yeah. <laughs> and since the show is mostly preposterous all the time, I will let it slide because it's crazy. But I'm I love her so much. I and her relationship with Alithia is very twisted. <laughs> and we get another season of it. So she was still yay. moving at the end of finale. She got stabbed. So it makes, it makes zero sense, but okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah. You saw how happy Alithia got when she saw she had a chance to like torture Lucretia. Like she just had this joy that was bathing. And I wonder how much of Lucretia's state of mind is re- is like real versus she's pretending. Could she be pretending to be? crazy and innocent and kind of not understanding like what's going on as some sort of ploy or survival technique or maybe she's just cuckoo either way it's fun (laughs) um i did love the look on craig parker's face when he's standing there watching (laughs) oh this the scream of of yeah lithia screaming and then going oh my god what did she see like that whole scene was pretty spooky with the (laughs) 
wasn't she looking at like the curtain or something and it was moving and I was like, oh, what is it? Yeah. So when it was Lucretia, I was like, what? Oh my God. She was, she kept saying it, like kill it, get it out of here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Instead of her, like it. Oh, it was great. And she was, she was um giving orders to Nevia like she was there, like Nevia, get wine or something. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's when I was like, oh, she's nuts. But maybe she's not. Maybe it's, she's faking. It would have been really funny if Nid show up. <laughs> she came around <laughs> the curtain. Yes, dumb. Mm, good times. <laughs> uh, I was reading some stuff. I believe there's still a drought. I didn't, I guess. Oh, yes. He knows that Alethea is. They're still talking about the uh, when Alethea murders that uh, Marcus, his name's cousin. I'm guessing that has to come back at some point. Oh, yes, I do recall that now. <laughs> Let's see, where she smashed. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. That should be on her, like, <laughs> highlight room. <She's> like, <laughs> <laughs> um, going back to the, the twins, I, I don't know I'm going to call them the twins. They're they're probably not twins, but the brother and sister. We, we got some gladiator action in the arena. I thought we would not see that anymore. But uh, yeah, we're back we there see it anymore either. I have forgotten that we saw any. <laughs> I refer to the magistrate as Bobby Moynihan because he looks like Bobby Moynihan from SNL. So I don't know what I, the, this politics stuff like. OK, I wasn't even I wasn't like this. Yeah, me neither. Beginning with Globber once those guys came into room. I was like, yeah, I felt felt pretty slow at the start. So there is a crowd where uh, Globber has this thing where he crowd. What was the point of that again? I remember. Um, well, it was a slave auction, I think, right? No, it was. Um, they're look. I think they're looking at her as some sort of holy figure because she survived some attacks. So they're kind of propping her up as look. Look at this victim of what Spartacus and his allies did to this wonderful kind woman they they attacked her and it's only through her bravery and and her goodness that she survived and it but it could happen to you so if you see him or any of his cohorts around make sure you tell the authorities don't provide any any aid for them don't assist them they're they are evil she is good i think that's that was the whole kind of crux of it and of course we know that the opposite's true but it's like that oh, yeah, um, mentality hate. of whenever somebody who's going to be like executed is put on the gallows or whatever to have their or either to be hanged or have their head chopped off. Like the crowd is like, kill him. He's a traitor. And the, and you're like, no, that's Mel Gibson is William Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, they had captured Aurelia and they're going to kill her. For- yeah. Varro's wife. I said, poor Varro's wife. <laughs> She's so- been through enough. And, um, yeah, so they were going to, yeah, uh, Lucretia saw Spartacus crowd, Spartacus, Varro's wife. And how does, how does Varro's wife leave? Uh, oh, she dies, doesn't she? Yeah, she dies. At the- she dies at the end. And I, I'm, I'm called- kind of scrubbing through the episode right now on Netflix. And I have, uh, Liam McIntyre. It's like frozen on, a, on Liam McIntyre with tears in his eyes. Instead of fugitivist, they should have Varro's wife dies at the end. Uh, <laughs> Um, but she's back, she's back to hating on him. She hated him at first because she blamed him for Varro's death. And then he redeemed himself in her eyes and liberated her. Uh, I mean, she killed her like abuser, but he took her with, uh, with, 
with him and then they were all good and and she was like i'm gonna tell my son all about you and how much he you loved his father and now she's back to hating him <laughs> like, <laughs> it's hope, like bitch make up your mind what did she say i hope he never ends up like you know, like that i don't know god just ungrateful. Crixus saved the day. Crixus is lecturing Spartacus about being impulsive at him. Yeah, well, heavy uh, hangs the head that wears the crown or whatever. <laughs> it was some serious actor saying that, you know, if you kill a prayer, so all of Rome down on stretching. Um. So best scene is the whorehouse. That's, that's about 30 minutes in. Oh, yeah, we the whorehouse. That was a good scene. Yeah, we, <laughs> we skipped the whorehouse. There was so much stuff going on in there. Oh my! Looks. There, there was a. There was sucking. There was thrusting. There was. There was threesomes. There was masturbating. There were people pouring wine on each other's backs. There was a lot of slow motion, uh, fucking, double penetrating. Uh, there were. I'm, I'm looking through it again. We got four naked men throwing a lady on a bed. We were very rough with her. Just. Uh, but the one lady got her. That network safe. Later. Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, I mean, here's the thing. Like, I guess, are these supposed to be soldiers or just upper-class Romans? I thought they were upper-class Romans, maybe politicians. I mean, I wonder what kind of intel they had on this place. It's like, this is where all the, the nobles hang out. I mean, couldn't these people just have been like regular Joes, you know? Were they trying to... Or does it? Were they just trying mm-hmm. to liberate them, or were they there specifically, specifically to get... What's well, a brothel? It just, it's, it seemed a little indiscriminate and not with any like real altruistic purpose. Like they're not there to save the sex workers because even if the, the prostitutes are slaves, I'm sure that these slaves think of them as less than because they're women. So (laughs) we only want to save the male slaves. They save the, uh, the female slaves and, uh, they subjugate them anyway because gender roles, you know. Yeah, they just said that they wanted to go. I think they mm-hmm. just happened to recognize the guy who the body out is. Oh, they were looking for na- info on Navia, right? There yeah. was a guy there that knew where she could be. And before they could get information from him, one of the, the horrors stabs him. So yeah, I think they're just like, no, be- I needed that guy. I think he just happened to be there. I don't think they're just oh. going to kill him. Apparently, Navia was just so around. That's fun. Yeah. She had to change jobs a lot and up keep updating her resume. Have <laughs> a lot of Yeah, what is what is that about? Are you are you reliable? Are you gonna show up for work on Monday? Are you gonna be out of here soon? Now this website has the episode takes place six weeks after Craig Parker and the guy that plays Agron are up to me. One of my favorite transitions is um let's see, I don't know what his name is, but it's it's the guy with the information about Nivea, but he just spits up blood and then the blood like covers the entire screen. Uh, good, good transition. That may be a spoiler, but Sepia and Sepia. Some guy that was some guy killed. that was killed. Nally, or if they said that. Um, well, who was killed on the finale? The first Roman to die by Spartacus. His hand. Oh, so they're out for revenge. Mm. Yeah. Uh, have any? Yeah. My quote is, I want everything in this fucking house seen over the cliff. We will purchase new appointments of much coin. If my husband would have me here, he can certainly pay for the comfort and see all traces of blood cleansed. It reeks of body and his faded bitch. (laughs) 
Leave his cock to the side, friend. <laughs> and before she was, uh, she turned back into a bitch. Uh, she says, I will tell Janice about you. The man who loved his father above all others. Aww. They're friends. Well, What's going to happen to them? That didn't last. Hmm. Maybe there's a time jump or something. And he fights at Spartacus' side. Or fights against him. Because his, his mind's been poisoned by his, well, his mother's dead. But <laughs> <laughs> maybe she had time to write him a letter. Before she, she wrote it in blood. So who's the winner of this episode? Um, hmm. Uh, does anyone ever win these episodes? <laughs> I'm gonna say maybe there's nobody. Lucretia came back from the dead. Uh, okay. Who's the loser? Is that Aurelia? It could be Aurelia, but I think Spartacus is kind of a loser though because he uh <laughs> he allowed his best friend's wife to get murdered <laughs> and then she went ta- takes these backsies on her on their friendship <laughs> <laughs> just to make him feel bad um okay Spartacus Spartacus <laughs> I've been doing that with my S's a lot like, or maybe I've always who is our best sleigh best sleigh um I mean there's a bunch of people in the bordello that get pretty well fucked up um there's a, um, it lo- I think there's a guy that gets his dick chopped off. <laughs> so I think he's probably, that's probably the best lay. Guy in brothel. Because they just weren't there for a good, you know, fuck. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't want to get murdered. <laughs> no, they were just there to get, you know, fuck people up. They wanted there, to, they were there to fuck. They got fucked. <laughs> and what about the best lay? The oh, and I, brothel. Oh, and I knew that, um, that I guess he was sort of the operator of the brothel, the kind of gross, heavy set guy. Yeah. And he was masturbating to the the people fucking the whore. Um, and he was reaching his climax. Like I knew that as soon as he climaxed, he was going to get stabbed through the throat. Like I, uh, I, I could see it happening. Yeah, I thought he was just a gross patron. I think he was the, I don't know. It seemed like cause he had a lot of like little bags around. Like it, those were his profits, like coins okay. or something. Hmm. I don't know how we feel about that. If our inner brothel just comes <laughs> watches. Oh, well, that was one of the <laughs> notes I had from my research this morning was that um, in Pompeii, they had these things that in this one video, they're called sex cabins. <laughs> they're just very small little cells with no curtains. So there you go. Well, you're just called the entire brothel scene, the best lay. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> So I do like the guy getting um, penetrated by the woman and had, had wine poured on him. Yeah, that <laughs> it was, was funny. That was, I got all these bottles of wine. There you go. <laughs> the next orgy I had. <laughs> the next orgy. one. <laughs> the first orgy. <laughs> the <I> next one. <laughs> Save the date. <laughs> Rubber sheets. Uh, I'll create a Facebook event. <clears throat> all right. What's That's your gross. Rating? Um... Well, I enjoyed seeing Lucretia come back to life, It, even though it makes very little sense. Uh, I'm not going to complain. It's great. Um, Lothia's back. The whorehouse scene was pretty sexy and violent, um, which is basically this entire show in a nutshell. Uh, but there's a lot of slow stuff uh, around the start. Uh, I didn't quite get the brother and sister and what they were bringing to the table. So because of the sluggish start, I'm only going to give it a seven and a half out of ten cunt peddlers. 
Ooh. I don't know where that rating came from, but I wrote it down earlier. Okay. I remember somebody saying, I guess they're talking brothel. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good having the character and uh, her favorite characters back and, and not be, yeah, the fight scene were great. Brothels. But I agree, there were times where I was just, I'll get seven and a half, also seven and a half out of ten. <laughs> uh, I know, seven and a half out of ten bottles of wine splashed. I was going <laughs> towards the owner of the place at first, and that rating kind of grossed me out. <laughs> okay. Good enough start. Not great. So the next episode is... Scroll, scroll, scroll. It's called A Place in This World, but I re- I misread my notes earlier, and I thought it was called A Penis in This World. <laughs> <laughs> That's even much for this show. Originally aired February 3rd, 2012, six years ago this weekend. Writer is Brent Fletcher, and director is Jesse So we kind of get Animaeus' origin story in this episode. Yeah. How long was it before you figured? I think they knew it is. Oh, I would say, no, I guess I didn't. I'm not going to give myself credit. I don't deserve credit for guessing that. Um, that I thought maybe it was just a, a slave boy. I actually kind of thought that um, they were going to like liberate the pit and find uh, a bunch of fighters with a sort of unconventional fighting styles. Like uh, maybe someone is like, you know, not a gladiator, but would be an ally for them. Yeah. So I thought maybe this kid was going to be some, I don't know, ally of theirs that they recruited. I thought they were going to be like recruiting um, like ringers for their little army. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was fun to be back in the pit. Um, one of my favorite early episodes from season one. It's kind of like um, you always get that little Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome vibe. Yeah. With the outfits, the crazy outfits, and like just the styling of, of all of it seems very almost post-apocalyptic. Tina Turner playing the background. Seriously. Maybe that was. <laughs> but um, so yeah, we see uh, Father Bati. Yeah, yeah. But so I didn't recognize him at first. Yeah. Was, because to me, he's just so generic looking. He wasn't in season one. He died in. Yeah. And then there's this guy who's like this. I guess he's the owner of uh the pit of the pit or doctor <laughs> he's got like he's this neck beard thing happening he's like there's so much hair in this dude's face his face is like 80 percent hair <laughs> it's ridiculous Man, it's like shave your neck dude you look gross apparently titus adiatus sees something anime well what is with the white paint on him is that does that provide any sort of strategic benefit does it make him harder to grapple or something or is they just trying to make him look scary like make, make him, him look scary make him look like um i guess they did call him a demon didn't they yeah i was trying to remember yeah. that was there i was call somebody this one meanwhile in the present they're trying um, to find spark oh this is where they explain that their cousin was uh, killed huh what I guess this episode, I'm reading through this summary. I guess this episode is where they explain that Sepia's and Sepius's co- uh, cousin was. Okay. Well, it feels like at this point he's killed a lot of people, so I haven't kept them all track. <laughs> I kept track of them all. Um, see, I don't remember a lot about this episode. I do remember that Lucretia wanted to do a ceremony. She does a ceremony that, like a sacrifice, uh, when she kills that goat or whatever. Uh, it reminded me a lot of the scene from Rome where Polly Walker has that calf 
killed above her and on all the blood and intestines from it just like pour down on her and like rain down on her like a blood shower. It's the same kind of thing of a sacrifice for to invoke the gods to do something for you as you do. There was some there it seemed like there was a lot of stuff in this episode about people, you know, maybe they were better off when they were slaves. Like they said that like Spartacus thinks that he happy that had something. <sighs> well, it's like um it's a power, it's like a power vacuum. It's it's sort of like when Daenerys is freeing all the slaves in Essos, right? Yeah. They what are they going to do? Like that's their economy. Like they're not skilled um they're not all on LinkedIn. They don't have easy ways to network and get actual jobs. Who's paying for them? Who has the money? Um, who's in charge? What do they do? It's just the, the strong former slaves will pick on the weak former slaves. And it, it just becomes another form of exploitation without a system in place to to account for all that stuff. It'll happen eventually. But right away, there's a lot of like, growing pains. I understand what I'm saying sounds probably like what people in the South would say, like <laughs> before the Civil War. They're like, well, what are they going to even do all day? <laughs> like they'll figure it out, but it's going to be a little messy at first. Spartacus and his people end up is that. Uh-huh. Is this the one where he tells the guy to um, tell Why? I know it's nature's pocket, but why? <laughs> why? <laughs> why what? Why the finger in the butt? I don't remember. No, he wanted his finger. Oh. <laughs> Gotta milk that prostate. You know, he said, I would finish put <laughs> your finger in my butt. Not in those words. Uh, pretty close. That, <laughs> that sounds right. <laughs> this guy named Rascos, who he's already is kind of Crixus. Um, who? The bald-headed guy who... Th- oh, yeah. He's a, he's a braggart. He's a... He, he has trouble. Because oh, yeah, he he's one. one of those... He's one of those who's like, I don't want to help the other slaves. Like, they can't fight, so what good are they? They're just dead weight. He was the one singing "My Cockroach is On," and this—I think that's the second time we've heard that song. Mm-hmm. Crixus gotta go take care of this. <laughs> See what Crixus is. Yeah, he's grown up. He—he he also looks less um, meatheady. I think because he's allowing his hair to grow out, so his whole head looks a little less um, thickened, like dumb-looking. Looks yeah. less dumb. It's more proportional. Wig in, the <laughs> in the prequel, he he stood around with his mouth agape like a slack-jawed yokel. I like him a lot more so far in this. It's changed a lot in those six weeks. Think about where you were six weeks. Mm, I think I was uh, in Arizona on holiday. Portland. So this is ba- this is the same set, right? We talked about it a little bit before, but this is just the same Ludus as before. Redressed. And before it was redressed as, well... Yeah, it's redressed, but they also have gone back to it because um, Alithia is now staying where Badiatis and Lucretia lived. So they're using it uh, double dukes, which is fine. But I mean, I do wish they had spent some more money on stuff. Uh, I guess this was before Stars was like really a network then, right? This was probably their first big show. Think. Mm-hmm. This and um, Party Down, yeah, the other yeah. show they had. I mean... Uh, do you watch Outlander? No, my list. Like that, they obviously spend a lot of money on that show. Like the costumes and stuff are, uh, the costumes and sets like are pretty elaborate. Not quite Game of Thrones level, but pre- you know, pretty pretty good. That show wasn't. Um, great. Hmm. Um, I've been, yeah. 
Oh, she was the villain in that one? Yeah. So that guy, Tiberius, tries to kill Spartacus. Kind of says that Spartacus, you know, he's kind of replacing the slave masters. Yes. It's very astute. Because, you know, once they free the slaves, they're like, well, now you're indebted to us for freeing you. Join our movement. And some of the slaves are like, eh, I'm going to pass on that. And they're like, no, what are you you talking about? We saved you. Don't you want to be free? And they're like, eh, (laughs) not really. (laughs) <laughs> Some of you guys are kind of jerks. Going to train a fighter. Yeah. I I like him, the young kid. I don't know what's his, what is his name? Uh, well, it was Tiberius, but he said his brother called Nasser or Nasir. Nasir. Okay. So what is that? Like Iranian or something? Hmm. Syrian. Uh, Syrian. Okay. Um, At the end, you know, it does seem like he's going to pr- betray betray them and give them away. But then he says, if, if I hadn't attacked him, like, like the ruse wasn't working. It's like, you guys thought that the ruse was working and then I, and then I ruined it. But really what was going on is they were going to leave because they saw that I didn't have a collar on and then they would have come back. So we had to attack them. And once he explained it, they were like, Oh, I guess you are. Okay. All right. <laughs> you can stick around. All right. But I enjoyed all of that. That slave that was, she's kind of paired up with the bald head guy. The, the blonde, the blonde one. Yeah. She is so, like, she does not look like she belongs in that world. Because she's so, like, I don't know, contemporary looking. Yeah, does that make sense? I agree. And at some point, uh, Lithia's going to kill. No, I mean, maybe, but no to that idea. Yeah. <laughs> I think Glauber kind of said something. I'm scrolling through the app. And at the end, somebody pays a visit to Glauber. It's favorite. <laughs> Skipping right to the end. Um, Yeah. Asher. I, oh, I love him so much. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, he's so devious. It's, it's fun because you don't know. I mean, you can bank on one thing. He's motivated by self-interest. So if you give him what he wants, he'll do whatever, you know, he'll probably work very hard and be very clever and a good ally for you. Yeah. As long, you know, he's not stupid. So. Somehow he, uh, I guess, Camaeus. That's unfortunate. But, you know, he's, isn't he kind of dead weight? Because he's so tortured and he's (laughs) such a sad sack. Good fighter. He's a good fighter, but he's, I don't know. Lost his wife. Is well more than that. He lost his whole worldview. His yeah. worldview was that that um, that uh, Papa Badiatis was like a mentor, was somebody he ha- he had honor in fighting for. He fought for House Badiatis, and he did so proudly. That's ridiculous and stupid, but nonetheless, like that, this was his whole career path, like. I'm going to be a great gladiator for, for, for this house. Then I get, um, then, well, then he was disappointed that he got retired because of, because of that injury, but he's be, then became a leader and somebody for the men to look up to and respect. And now it's like, now who is he? What is his purpose? So he's, a, he's a little bit lost. First um, my cock rage is on my cock rage is on. <laughs> I don't know what the tune is. Uh, I was actually surprised it was a song. It's pretty close, right? <laughs> um, I don't know. I didn't have any quotes in this one. Sorry. It was a, I, I actually like this episode a lot more than the first one. 
Yeah, guys who piss on whispering. Anyway, mm. who's the winner? Um, the winner is. I could say Asher because he's back and he's got himself a prize. Uh, could be Nasir because he's been freed, but he's gonna he's gonna get trained uh, to be a soldier, and um, he's kind of redeemed himself. He's very. I'm gonna give it to Nasir because he was really smart in how he played all of that. Like he was very observant and he explained like what he did, you know, t- and why he did it. And uh, yeah, I like him a lot, so I'm gonna go with him. What do you think? I'm fine with that. I don't have any strong. Nobody. <laughs> I actually don't have strong here this episode. So, and the loser, anime is. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, poor guy. Best slayer. Is her name Mira? Yeah. She gets a kill when they go into that Ludus. And it may not have been the most graphic thing, but I liked seeing her comport herself in such a manner. Best slay. Well, did you have a best slay? There's a lot of there's a lot of death in this one. There's all that stuff in the pit. There's people who get um, stabbed through the through the throat. There's the goat. <laughs> if not Mary, it would probably be the ones in the pit. There was somebody with the meat hook, wasn't there? I, I did like that time. I remember how the line went? But bring in my next opponent, like two two guys at once. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at some of the scenes from the pit right now, and it is. Like the costumes these people have on. They give uh, Animaeus arrows and they give this one guy chains. Or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe they're not arrows. Maybe they're little daggers. Ooh. Oh, here's a really disfigured looking dude. Who's this? I'm going to rewind that. Goes by really fast. I mean, that whole that whole scene is disturbing because of the those people who are just chained to the ceiling. or Or not the ceiling, but like beams above them. Their arms are above their heads. They're just there the entire time, either because they're going to be purchased or they're there because, uh, I don't know, is it like when you tie your dog up outside when you go into a restaurant or a store or something? Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. He'll be shame. Well, better than leaving them in the car. So maybe that's like, maybe they were walking their horse and they were like, let's go to this pit and for some, uh, for some entertainment. Like, you know, you can't leave them out in the car. You got to bring them in. Well, where am I going to do with them? They might get away while I'm watching this. Well, just chain them up here on this post. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to message the screenshot to you. Uh, there is a guy There is a guy with, like, boils on his face. Oh, he's gross looking. <laughs> Thanks for sitting there. I'm looking forward to seeing it. <laughs> I'm going to put it in the uh, uh, in the Facebook chat. Is there a best uh, lay? I don't remember. Um... <laughs> After you publish the episode, I'll have to push him, pu- pu- or pu- push it, uh, post it in the in the Facebook group, so other everyone else can see. Um, it's not a lay, but I did enjoy seeing Alithia bathing. Like I guess those were like oh. um, flower petals. She and she had, herself. She oh yeah, she did because she was having um, flashbacks to when she and Spartacus were. Yeah. Well, she's getting some help from a an attendant who's in the bath with her. She's got her eyes closed. Well, she's got like a rag over her her eyes, and uh, she's sort of moaning. And I think she's being stimulated by uh, her attendant. And while she does, and I don't, know, I don't know if she climaxes, but yeah, yeah. she's thinking about John, John Spartacus. <laughs> John Spartacus. <laughs> um, I wonder. Yeah, that was a uh, that was the best lay. <laughs> I'll 
Alithia laying herself. <laughs> Is there anything this woman can't do? <laughs> hero. What a hero. She's an American hero. So I'll go first on the rating this time. From what I remember, <laughs> from a little bit, I remember it was a better episode. The fighting pit stuff was origin of anime. Is I did like the scene, the goat sacrifice. There's another scene late. Was another scene I liked. All. I think it's better. So I'll give it eight out of ten. Buddy goat. Um, I definitely thought it was better. It didn't have those siblings and the magistrate and all that other kind of politics stuff that I didn't really know what was going on with any of that. Um, this felt less talky, but, but I mean, they were, these were the characters that I was like looking forward to ha- having them interact with. You know, it wasn't much of strangers. I don't know those people yet. <laughs> it's hard for me to care about those people. I care about these people. So I enjoyed, uh, Alithia and, um, Nasir, I guess I didn't know him before, but instantly I was interested in him. So I think that really speaks to both the character and uh, the performer. And then, um, yeah, the Doctori stuff, not not the most compelling. I don't. He's one of my least favorite characters, but I I I know I I just don't like him. I don't know. Uh, he's all right, but because he is so serious, he's just not that fun. To me, I like I like oh, the kind of uh, drunk Ganicus, right? See what happened. When- Where has Ganicus been? Is he coming back? That's a spoiler. <laughs> I think he's coming back because he actually gained his freedom, right? Isn't that like yeah. he, he wanted in, or whatever? I hope he either is an al like he either comes to help help the crew or they have to like a, like they find like he's like living large somewhere and then some sort of a state and they have to like appeal to him. Like you remember when you were uh a gladiator and he's like shh they don't know about that <laughs> they think i'm in real estate or something i don't know um so i'm gonna give this one eight out of ten raging cocks yes <laughs> eight i have it written <laughs> <laughs> all right so seven and a half and eight start of in three yep that's two no. we probably don't you should probably you should check anyway right twitter spam oh come on people I know who listen to this. <laughs> Do they? I uh, know somebody who listens to one person <laughs> listens to this. She said I don't that believe I you. Spoil too much. Maybe no, Matt doesn't care. Oh, I yeah, I don't care <laughs> because I've I've picked up pieces of this just by happenstance because it's an older show. So I often spoil myself on things because typically I don't plan on watching them. It's like one of those like I might as well read about it because I'm a little curious, but I'm never gonna have the time to watch. So it just so happens that I'm watching this one. But, you know, sometimes I don't know what I've heard versus what I've kind of invented in my head. So so next time we have two more episodes, um, The Greater Good and Empty Hand. The Greater, the greater Good. Um, I think for The Greater Good, we're going to have the slaves who who don't want to help, like, let's say the housekeeping slaves or whatever – they just want warriors. They're going to be forced to do something. There's some really uh, risky plot that has to happen. And everyone is very like against it. But Spartacus is like, no, we have to do it for the greater good. And they're like, no, 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 no. We don't want to do it. And maybe there's a lot of, there's a lot of infighting, but um, finally they, 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 they execute whatever Spartacus's plan is. And it turns out really well. And they're like, yeah, doing stuff for the greater good. 
rising tide lifts all boats. We really all learned a lesson from this. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about altruism and, and looking out for your fellow man and not being selfish. So it's, uh, yeah. Um, very liberal message. Um, then empty hands. I think it's going to be maybe Asher or somebody, someone who is going to make like a, a proposition. Like if, if you do this for me, I will come, I will bring back Spartacus's head or whatever. And then at the end of the episode, they're like, what did you bring me? Nothing. You come at me with empty hands. Kill this person. It won't be Asher, but it'll be something like that. It'll be like empty hands, empty promises. Yeah. All right. That's the best I have. Exactly. That's pretty good, right? Yeah. Wow, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we're done. Go get something. <laughs> it's a good recording. I think so. We start yeah. off a little rocky, but we always do, right? And then we kind of find a rhythm. Remember. I think the key is is to to not worry too much about recapping anything. Yeah. Or be like, well, we have to talk about each one for an hour. Like, no, we don't. Like, we could talk about them for 30 minutes. Like, it, the episode... And its quality will determine how long we talk about something. We don't have to fill time and say this this podcast must be two hours long, an hour devoted to each episode. No, 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 no. It's as long as it needs to be. Yeah, I think we usually come in around an hour and a half. It doesn't have No, it doesn't. Okay. Well, <laughs> see mail at spartacast.com. We want to hear from you. It's, uh Twitter Sparta underscore can three moving along. Good stuff. Is it ten episodes? The last two are both 10. Hmm. Okay. I think the original plan was to go five. Cool. Bye. Bye. Fuck you. Oh, that's not this podcast. Excelsior.